I'm excited to get to today's guest, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor, CTC Math. Our family uses and loves CTC Math. So if you're looking for a great online math curriculum, visit ctcmath.com to sign up for your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. I'm so glad you're with me today. We are playing some of our best of episodes because we are traveling right now and out on the road getting to meet many of you. It's so very exciting. So we hope that you will enjoy this episode. I'm sure it will bring you great encouragement. And also, if you are interested in supporting the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, go to schoolhouserocked.com and you'll see the Donate Here button. That's really a huge blessing to us to help support the travel and the ministry as we take Schoolhouse Rocked on the road. Now enjoy this best of episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. This is part two of three of my conversation with Heidi St. John called Fearless Homeschooling, How to Ignore the Critics and Do What's Best for Your Child, recorded live for the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. You talk about parents getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, and I love that you use that as a tagline for everything. So let me ask you the question, because I would say the majority of people watching this right now are homeschool parents. They're like, we're sold out, we're already homeschooling our kids. Why does it matter to us? Why, you know, we don't have our kids in public school, so why do we need to be concerned with what the public school is teaching? That is a really good question. Uh, I don't have, obviously, I have no skin in the game. My kids are all homeschooled, right? So they haven't been in the public school for 22 years. And yet, I am at every school board meeting. I'm a thorn in the side to every educator, every public school educator here in my city, because we need to care about what's happening to kids in the public schools. Mm -hmm. You guys, these are tomorrow's judges, tomorrow's teachers, tomorrow's parents, tomorrow's uh, educators, for goodness sake. We need to care because what's happening is these these educators, which Planned Parenthood, hello, um, and you know, GLAD, and a lot of these other gay rights and trans rights uh, activism, it's not, it's not sex education, it's sexual activism, yeah. it's sexual indoctrination, and they're doing it to our children. And if we don't care about it, uh, the homeschool community will not be immune to the results. So we may, we may say, oh, we're, it's not going to affect us. But we're very short-sighted when we think that because it might not affect you right now. It might not affect my children. They might not be indoctrinated into it. But when you're surrounded and everybody at the local hospital and the local courthouse and everybody down at the uh, down at the library, if you're surrounded by that, believe me when I say it will absolutely impact you. And also, didn't we were commanded in Scripture to love our to love our neighbor? To me, this is loving people. Mm-hmm. To me, this is saying no, no. We actually. Even though my kids aren't in that system, I see that your kids are. And can I just shout the alarm and say, your kids are in trouble. Yeah. Our kids are in trouble. And I feel like it's it's misguided. You know, mm-hmm. at the very least, it's misguided when we say it doesn't matter. And at the worst, it's selfishness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm always telling parents, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Even if your children are not in the public school like mine, we have a responsibility to be speaking out about this, to show up. When they say, hey, when you see emails and you see, hey, people are needed in your your county or your city or your state, show up because your presence actually matters. You don't even have to say anything. Just show up. And uh, it, it makes a difference. We should, everybody should be engaged in this. 
Sure. And, and take your kids with you. Um, you know, if, if yeah. it's appropriate to do so, I know lots of parents will take their kids to their capital. Um, oftentimes there's, you know, homeschool day at the capital, and they'll take their kids in droves. And it's amazing to see the impact that that makes to just say, you yes. know, we're here, we're standing against what's being taught to these other children, and we are standing for homeschooling. Um, someone asked earlier in the feed, you know, how, how, did, how do you know about these things? Your most states, I think I want to say 47 out of the 48, or not 48 states, we have 50 states, 47 out of the 50 states have, <laughs> I do know geography. Poor Alaska and Hawaii, they always get right. like, you know, that was um, later. Right, right. Um, have Christian um, organizations, Christian homeschool organizations, state-led organizations. And actually, as a matter of fact, if you go to schoolhouserocked.com, you can actually just click right on the front page. It says homeschooling in your state. Click on that and you can find your own state organization. And those are the people who really know what legislation is trying to be passed. And, and they're in the know as far as your own state and area, and they can help guide you and inform you on what's really going on in your area. And they work very hard to be able to do that. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day -day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can improve your homeschooling. Heidi, let's talk about some of the practical reasons for homeschooling. You know, we you talked earlier about discipleship and how education is not neutral. And it's homeschooling is really about family discipleship. And, you know, we're some of the first to say, Homeschooling is not the gospel. It's not what's going to yes. save your children. We've known many people who are homeschooled who have walked away from the Lord, and we've known many people yes. whose kids were in public school or private school, and they're walking strong with the Lord. But yes. in in light of, um, you know, a child will become like their teacher, talk a little bit about discipleship and why discipleship is important to our kids and, and really what that means. I mean, to some people, they might go, well, what do you mean by discipleship? Well, I think it comes down to instilling in your children a biblical worldview that permeates everything that you do in your life. So if, for example, if we're only teaching our children, if we teach our children the Bible is curriculum and we study it, so maybe we study it in school. So like I went to a Christian school and Bible was, you know, a class that yeah. we took. And so then these kids graduate from that Christian school, or they graduate from your homeschool and you've treated it like something that you study in school. Well, that's great. But the Bible says that God's word is living water. And so I always tell parents, look at, look at scripture as living water. You wouldn't go a day without drinking from that living water. And our children need to see a biblical worldview mm -hmm. in everything that they study. Yeah. So whether it's math or history, or obviously science, um, I think that we make it harder than it is. We want to give our children, and I, I love too this idea, um, I'm a huge fan of apologetics, but the Bible teaches us by faith, mm -hmm. Abraham. We, we accept Jesus into our lives and into our hearts by faith. You don't need to teach your children that they have to have some stellar apologetics. It's an issue of the heart. And God's word can stand up to the critics and God's word can stand, I mean, ask my friend Ken Ham, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, God's word can stand up too 
uh, science. But I think when you tell your kids that is the reason, we we believe yeah. God's word because science. We believe God's right. word because because you know, like you know, we heard last week, you know, because we found a jar in the desert in Jerusalem that was mentioned in the book of Judges. No, that's not why we believe. I mean, it's wonderful if we ever find Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat, fantastic. But if we don't, I believe without it. Mm-hmm. I don't need those evidences because the Holy Spirit is at work at me. God has already convicted me. I see the stark differences between light and dark in the culture. And discipling your children means every single day, in every aspect mm-hmm. of our life, we're filtering everything through the grid of God's Word and through the grid of Scripture so that when they see something, they see it through the lens of a biblical worldview. That's and right. I, you're absolutely right. You can't... Um, homeschooling is not the answer. And... Uh, and I think when we, and I'm always telling parents, I mean, you know, you, you've heard me about say this a hundred times out on the road. How about we put down the banner of homeschooling and we lift up the banner of yeah, Jesus That's right. and we live and exist under that, under that banner. But just like you wouldn't take your child and put them out on the battlefield, uh, education is a battlefield. And yeah. to me, it's not so much about whether or not homeschooling will save your child as it is about equipping them so that when they are out on the battlefield, they have the best possible chance of living in this world for the Lord Jesus and walking with the Lord and living a life that is truly blessed because they're walking in the truth, right? Uh, I have no greater joy than to know my children are walking in the truth. And so that's why I always tell parents, if you've got your kids at home and you're homeschooling them and you think, oh, this is the answer, but you fail to disciple them and you're so focused on reading, writing, and arithmetic, um, we're wasting our time. Yeah. Our children need to know that they are loved beyond measure, just the way that they are, that God made them. He created them with a plan and a purpose for their lives. And every day we have a chance to reinforce that. And so I always tell parents, don't waste it. You know how many parents I've talked to over the years who have like, you know, the mom is all stressed out and she wants to quit homeschooling and the kids are angry and they don't love their mom. You know, they're not love her, but they're, they're frustrated with her because she's so like, um, she's, we just turn into this screaming, yelling, you know, right. crazy homeschool mom, like, get your math at, you know? Uh, and I'm like, dude, uh, there's life when we follow Jesus. Yeah. There's life in it. And that life comes from knowing the Lord and saying, Lord, Father, what do you have for me today? And now that four of our kids are graduated and grown and they're out in the workforce and they're going to college and they're having kids of their own, I'm a whole lot more laid back than I used to be because I realized I was panicking over things I didn't need to panic over. So that's my public service announcement. You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. You know, when you think about the amount of time that kids spend in school away from you, if they're in school, whether they're in public school or private school, from kindergarten to 12th grade, it's over 16,000 hours. Let that sit for a second. Over 16,000 hours. And, and you know, I'm, I'm watching my 14-year-old grow up. And I it, it hit me recently that 
We only have a few short years left with her. I mean, the girl was just born yesterday, it seems. Four years. Right. And it's shocking to me. And I think, man, I cannot imagine having lost that time with her. And like you, I never planned to homeschool. I mean, I I was adamant about it. So is Garrett. We said we would never do that to ourselves. We'd never do that to our kids. (laughs) That is the worst idea. We And it was because we just had so many misconceptions. And we waited. um, We were married almost 11 years before we had our first child. It took us that long. And it was all in God's perfect time. But I so desperately wanted this child. I wanted to be a mom. And all the while I'm thinking, I want this baby so badly, but when she's five, I'm going to send her off to school because that's just what I thought you do. And now when I look back and think, you know, she's in eighth grade now, if you want to put a grade label on her, I only do that because people make me, but, um, you know, because people (laughs) ask, Yeah, but you will. I mean, I I feel like homeschool, we need to stop saying, oh, we don't do that. Yes, we do do it. At some point, your kid is going to graduate and you're going to say, my kid's a senior and they're sure. graduating. You're not going to say, well, I think they're done. And so we just let That's them be true. done. True story. Go, no, she just finished her senior year. So I think we need to stop yes. making excuses for grade level. It, it, yeah, it's okay. I think in my mind, I think, well, you know, in some, in some areas she's beyond eighth grade. In some areas she's not quite up to eighth grade. And so it, it feels weird well, to that's true in, put that's a number true on in it. the public school. Right. I think it's right. true. I think that's true across the board, you know. Certainly. It's like a generalization. For yes, sure. yes. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I just think about how many hours I would have lost with her over the past nine yeah. years and how many more I would lose with her. Um, and God has given our children to us to be the ones to train up and disciple. And even aside from that, just the relationship that we get to have with them because they're with us. Um, And and let's talk about that because I want to kind of um, move that into that question of of socialization because, you know, of course, if they're just home with mom all day long or mom and their siblings or dad and their siblings, how in the world can they have any kind of social life? How are they going to be prepared to go out into the world, especially if they're a very social child, you know, some kids are really introverted and they just right. want to sit and read a book and, you know, play video games or do whatever they do. And they really don't care that much about the social aspect of life. And some are not wired that way. So let's, right. let's touch on this whole socialization topic. Ooh, I love this question. Uh, I don't get it very much anymore because I, I, I do feel like we've moved beyond it mm-hmm. because I think as a whole, we've moved beyond it because really, I mean, this, the studies are in, right? The statistics are in homeschool kids are blowing their public school counterparts out of the water academically. And they're actually doing it socially as well. Mm-hmm. But if I'm ever on an airplane and somebody's bold enough to say, Oh, you homeschool your kids. And aren't you worried about socialization? I'm just like, please Bring ask it. me that question. <laughs> please, please. Because I will say, Thank you so much for bringing that up. I am also very concerned about socialization. That's exactly why I pulled my daughter out of public school. Because what, when did we adopt this sort of Lord of the Flies mentality about socialization? So socialization is when I throw my five-year-old kindergarten child into a room full of other five-year-olds who are no more mature than she is, and they're going to like, you know, we all remember school. I mean, Yvette, you remember school. I do. Uh, you, they're bullying, you get picked on. People say, well, they need to learn to stand up under that. Uh, okay. They will learn it as they get out into the workforce. And as, even in our home, like if I always mm-hmm. tell my kids, if you can get along with your siblings, congratulations, you can get along with anyone. <laughs> you know, I don't think that uh, socialization is well served at all by confining our children to a classroom experience or onto a school playground and somehow that socialization. Mm-hmm. I always tell parents, 
if you're worried about socialization, here's the thing. This is the bottom line. Your kids are going to be as weird as you are. <laughs> they are. And that's, that's true whether you put them in school or whether you have them at home. If you want your kids to be socialized, take them to Walmart. Hello? <laughs> you know, socialization is how do my kids interact with other, other, other people as a general rule? And I, I noticed because I went to normal school like everybody else, uh, there were kids who were even in my private school who were painfully shy. Mm-hmm. They, they had a hard time interacting and a hard time socializing. And th- that same child is going to struggle like that, whether they're at home or whether they're in school. I think the benefit at home is the parents can see it, right? Whereas you'd miss it for the 12 hours that they're gone. You can see it and say, oh, sweetheart, let me help you. I'm noticing that you're having a hard time making a conversation. Try this. Yeah. What about that? Have you thought about this? And all of a sudden you have an opportunity to really mentor and disciple mm-hmm. your child as opposed to have a good time at the Lord of the Flies recess today. Let me know how it goes for you. I just, this whole idea that socialization can only happen in a school setting is a fallacy for one. And I, w- I think it's borderline dangerous because what it says to parents is you're not capable. Right. Your child needs to be social socialized. And so let us send your child to the school and someone who knows how to socialize them can do it. Well, you socialize them just fine from birth to five years old. What twit? <laughs> what what happened when they turned five that you magically now they can now your socialization doesn't work and we need to try this method of socialization. It's just another scare tactic and uh I, I don't actually think it's a, I mean, yes, you do hear it, but not like when I started right. homeschooling, you know, 20 years ago, that was the question. Sure. You know, aren't you, aren't you worried about your kids? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I wasn't sure at that point, I still believed the lie mm-hmm. that maybe I was going to screw them up if I homeschooled them. Maybe, maybe I wasn't, maybe they wouldn't be socialized. And I, and I was a little bit worried about it until my 28 year old daughter went away to college Mm-hmm. And after, you know, the first semester rolled around and she was thriving yeah. and she was doing great. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm never going to let anybody scare me again into thinking that somehow by me homeschooling my children, they're not going to be able to function in the real world. It's just, it's just not true. Right. Yep. No, it's true. And I think years ago, it used to be that homeschooling was not as widely accepted. And so more yes. homeschool families kept their kids home and they didn't yeah. get them out. And now in most areas, I know not all areas of the country, but in most areas of, of the country, and again, not, I mean, we've got people watching this right now from across the ocean, which is amazing. And so I know that yeah. there are many areas where it's not true, but for the most part, you can find at least a couple of other families who homeschool and link arms yeah. with them and do things together, take field trips together, you know, swap swap subjects. If you like to teach math and the other mom likes to teach science, then take each other's kids one day and we can do those things. I mean, there's so many ways to get our kids to interact with other people. And, and, you know, not everybody has a homeschool resource center like Heidi does. (laughs) But you can start one. But you can start one. Heidi will show you how. Uh, I will not do that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not today anyway, right? You got things to do. (laughs) Um, Let's answer a few other questions. Um, You know, there's the argument of that mom, mom's just not well-educated enough. She's not strong enough. She's not organized enough. She's basically not enough. And you and I both know, because we've talked to hundreds of homeschool moms, that every mom, every single one, 
Almost every single yeah. one. Wait, I will yeah. say there's been one mom I've spoken to who said she actually felt like she was fully capable of teaching her children. And she had a master's degree in education and had done her dissertation. No, 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 she had a doctorate and had done her dissertation on homeschooling. And I was like, okay, oh. you win. <laughs> you can actually, you can get that award. But um, I think I think it's going to be harder for her. Sure. Yes. Uh, ev- everybody that I know that has their master's degree in education has a harder time homeschooling. Yeah. Right. Because, because they have so to undo the mindset, that. Yeah. You got to like unlearn it. Right. And we don't, we're not having to do that. So, right. Yeah. So talk to the mom who feels like, which is just about every mom or dad watching sure. this right now, who feels like they're not enough. They're going to just screw up their kids. Well, I, I love, I mean, I do a podcast airs three days a week, you know, that has literally tens of thousands of listeners. And yeah. I'm always telling people, listen, if you, if you believe God's word, and I do, then I'm going to go to God's word and say, what does God say about me? Because at the end of the day, we get our identity from him. And the apostle Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians 12, right? Where he said, you know, uh, he said, my grace is sufficient. So he's, he's, we're talking about the Lord Jesus, right? He's saying my grace is sufficient because my power is made perfect in weakness. God's power is found in weakness. It's not found in strength. I think people look at the homeschool community and they wonder how the how has a generation now two generations of mothers like I did not finish my college degree I went to college and I was doing great until I met my husband <laughs> and then we got married and I helped him finish his degree and we started a family and that's how it's been for the last 32 years and I often hear from the mom who says well I didn't finish college I didn't do this I didn't do that I love that the Bible says that when we recognize that God's power, His strength is found in weakness. It says that we boast about our weaknesses. Why? So that the power of Christ would rest on us. I hope you've been encouraged today. Be sure to join us again tomorrow for the conclusion of my interview with Heidi St. John. Until then, have a fantastic day. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.